Hey guys, welcome back to uh, what's it called? Podtendo's Breath of the Wild Chronicles. Chronicles. I am your co-host yep. Rubik's Cube Master Mick, and I am Chancellor Tyson. Uh, and this is our side show where we just kind of we don't formally go through Breath of the Wild. We just talk about our experiences. Uh, we were really excited when the game came out. Uh, I've played it a ton. I've taken a little bit of a break. I was traveling for a bit, so I'm going to try and do my best to kind of remember everything so it may not be as fresh in my head. Uh, Tyson, I know you just played a bunch the last couple days. Yeah, basically last day or two. I've been... I just moved, so this last, like, two, three weeks have just been kind of crazy for me, so I um, haven't Fair played enough. a ton, but I dumped some hours in this week when, weekend again, finally. Cool. Now, on our last yes. show... I think we just kind of finished up wrapping up. I had just finished exploring the world uh, and just ended up getting the Master Sword. Mm-hmm. Or was like in the process. Have you looked into getting the Master Sword? Uh, yes. I just don't have enough hearts yet. So. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when you have that, we can kind of talk about that experience because it's. Uh, let's put it this way. I'll give you a hint. When you first get into the Lost Woods, you need a torch. To light on fire so you can kind of it shows you how the way how to get through the woods yeah don't uh be like well the torch only has two attack power so i'll throw it away and just burn one of my wooden spears and the wooden spears doesn't have embers come off of it and then you have to go back to like the beginning hyrule field area to find a torch ah that sucks because that that definitely happened to me i was like oh that's really annoying yeah that's frustrating um, yeah. There's a couple times where, like, I know you need a shit ton of arrows for the Zora dungeon, which it was the oh, yeah. dungeon I was just working on. And my goodness, like, when they say, oh, yeah, you need, like, a certain amount, I always, I always go, like, I usually double that because I go through a lot of stuff. But, man, I was, like, running out and using, like, my special arrows for certain things. And it's, like, feels like such a waste. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, on the plus side, I always have my amiibos and even though i haven't played in when was the last time did i play did i actually do anything meaningful i don't think i've done anything meaningful in a while but mm-hmm. every day i'll just load it up and just load all my amiibos and i'll get shock ice and like fire arrows every day oh nice so, so i do get like, like a nice little always... stockpile yeah nice nice and then a couple of the missions not missions but like stories before you go fight the divine beasts they're like you need shock arrows here's 20 shock arrows you can do it in five then you just get a nice like 15 shock arrows sitting there so bonus yeah yeah uh so the one thing i wanted to kind of touch on i think we had kind of talked about the lionels in the last episode yeah and we were kind of talking about uh like the bigger like the stone the stone talus golem thing came up yeah what are they called the stone talus um, I think they're taluses, is what they're yeah. called. They have a different and, name. And then there's the Hinox, which are, like, the giant, big, like, uh, giant things. And at some point, I definitely was running around the world, and I was like, I think I'm ready to take this thing on. I had a bunch yeah. of these big, between my arrows, whatever arrows I was using at the time, I think I had a bunch of shock arrows. I was like, I'll just use these ones up. And uh, my whatever my magical sword that I was using, I think I had one that had, like, a freezing property to it. Mm. I took, I killed one of them. Nice, yeah. That's very it's very rewarding when because uh, like a lot of the bad guys, 
even just randomly, like, just running through the kind of the game I was playing yesterday, and there was just, like, a little lizard that just popped out of the ground, and he just had, like, just a giant sword, and I was like, ah, oh, there's no way he'll hit me, so I, like, I shoot him with arrow, but before I can hit him the second time, he, like, stripped, like, just, like, one shot kills my, me up with, like, five hearts, you're like, this game, sometimes those bad guys, and they're holding a weapon that you don't even realize as strong as they are, but feels good when you yeah. take them down and steal their stuff yeah no for sure and uh, a lot of it has to come down just with like this the fine-tuned mechanics of the battle system which i'm mm-hmm. looking a little bit more into uh so the guardians that are walking around in the field there's a split second that you can take down a guardian with one shot if you properly time the blast or to reflect the blast uh back with your shield oh that's cool so you have like half a second or whatever it works out to be and it kind of goes and you have to hit your button at that exact beep sound and as the blast comes you can reflect the blast doesn't do any uh, durability damage to your shield but it'll take them down in one hit that's awesome but if you don't you're getting a a blast of a guardian like head on so it's probably gonna kill you and wreck your day if you don't have a ton yeah. of health yeah yeah that's yeah. fair uh, so then there was those guys. Uh, I also discovered this while fighting one of the Lionels, so kind of with that weird Ganon horse lion looking thing yeah, that I remember guy. being, yeah, that I was scared about. You have to fight one of them in the main story. And then cruising around as I was fighting the Hinox, all of a sudden a Lionel showed up too, and I was like, oh great, so I have to fight this giant and this like scary centaur thing. And basically it all comes down to dodging just keep your distance and when he dodges if you dodge right you can land something called fury swipes Mm -hmm. which can like wreck those guys days so oh good because i was playing minor spoiler alert i was fighting one of the i think it's water ganon the like the bad guy at the end of the zora temple yeah that's like the water ganon kind of spirit thing and Mm -hmm. he has two forms as soon as basically like you, he does a big wide swipe and if you can get in one of those fury swipes off basically you just wreck, wreck his first form and then you just have to deal with his second form so it's actually if you dodge correctly the battle mechanics are actually very forgiving yeah yeah um, do you have any like notice notable kind of crazy stories that happened to you were you were you overly role playing at any point in this game, as I as I no. like to do? No. Uh, so I had one no. where I was down in uh, something. It was kind of like one of the jungles, kind of just to the east of Lake Hylia. Okay. And I was going through there, and I think I was waiting for the waiting out the rain because I was climb, trying to climb up this cliff. Uh, and I don't know what exactly I was, why I was trying to get around this mountain. I think I was trying to beeline for another shrine that I'd saw. And as I was waiting, all of a sudden I looked over and it looked like there was like this giant, like moving hill. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I went running over to the edge of this cliff and I looked down into this waterfall and there was just this giant fucking snake thing in the air. And like, I started freaking out and like shooting my arrows at it. And I was like, what's going on? Apparently there are legendary dragons in this game. Okay. There's, yeah, if you don't know any more, I'll just say some. there's a couple of them. Maybe there's more than one. And I, like, freaked out and warped out of the area because I was like, I'm not fighting this giant thing. 
That is one cool f- thing about this game, that it gives you that sensation of, and I haven't had this in a while, of being like, uh, I'm going to leave that big monstrous guy alone. Usually yeah. in like a first-person shooter, it's like, ah, what's worse than that? It can happen to take a lot of bullets. In this game, it's like, I don't even understand how I'm supposed to attempt to take down one of these things, so I'm just going to leave it be. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, it, it's, yeah, it was definitely kind of weird. Uh, the, now, I, I guess, I guess as a spoiler, uh, you can collect, if you hit its, I don't think you can kill it, but if you collect its horn, or hit it, it hit its horn with your arrows, a shard of it will fall off, or if you hit its scales, a shard of it will fall off, or if you hit its claws, a shard of it will fall off, and you do need that to upgrade some armor later on in the game. Gotcha. Yeah, so then as I'm fighting my... Actually, this, I should have told these stories in reverse, but I'm fighting the Lionel, I'm fighting the Hinox, and I was kind of doing one of the other side little parts that I'll get into in a bit, but I was like, I'm going to climb this ice mountain. And I'm climbing up, and there's tons of jewels everywhere. There's those little stones that are kind of like the luminescent stone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like hacking away at those, and I climb up onto this plateau, and I run over, and I'm like, oh, that, look at that big crystal, whatever it is. And I run over, and I'm like, I don't think that's a crystal coming out of the rock there. It looks like a claw or something. And I kind of like take a step back and then I look up and there's like this giant leg. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I like kind of like scoot around the mountain and then there's just this giant dragon wrapped around the mountain peak. And I was like, oh, well, I'm really glad I didn't start attacking his toenail. Yeah, no shit. But that one, for some reason, on the guy on the mountain peak, you come and come down to these springs and then you can actually go up and go talk to him. And he says, hey, uh, Calamity Ganon has poisoned me. Can you save me? And you're like, yeah, okay. And then he starts just flying around. And you have to uh, kill all the Calamity. You have to shoot all the Calamity, like, plague off of him. Hmm. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and the reward for that is he reveals a shrine. And I was like, Hmm. I liked when shrines were just, like, on the side of the road. Then you walked in them. That was it. Yeah, that's way easier. Uh Uh-huh. So, I was like, it's interesting. Yeah, it's neat. Um, I, I will say that cruising the countryside, they've done a really good job of making it very diverse. So you kind of have, like, the Great Plains, and then you have the mountainous fields, and you have, like, the more watery-focused areas, and even, like, Death Mountain's really, like, fiery. And then... Um, yeah. Even the wood, the the woods just each kind of break it up, but it doesn't feel like you're going into like, oh, now we're in the loading, now loading the forest section. It just feels really seamless. Like it, I, it, I, I oh, can totally does, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like they really just created like this is an actual living world, and you just kind of got to go around exploring it because in real life there is those things. You know, you go around a corner. And there's a huge crazy mountain or mountain or whatever, but like some games just feel really like I feel Skyrim does a really cut and paste job. Like this is the gray fields, and oh, that there's this one special place over here. But in Zelda, it feels like all of it's just a big special world to go exploring. Yeah, they do the fa- the high fantasy kind of yeah very well, right? Yeah. Like they don't try and base it too much in in reality. It's kind of meant to be kind of a, I don't know, silly magic world, right? Mm-hmm. You can have giant dragons floating around. You can run into, uh, I know there's a an ancient, how, what the heck, how does that guy work? 
he works with like the ancient technology of the land, like the guardians, and he'll build you new equipment. Mm, yes, that guy. Right, and then there is a monster, so you can buy monster equipment from this one, uh, like goblin salesman. So they kind of have all those little intermingled races, they, and they do kind of work as opposed to, yeah, Skyrim's kind of that weird high, like Tolkien esque world, you know. Yeah, but I feel like it's very generic. Like, yeah. where I feel we're here, the art style kind of gives each area its own character. Where I think that if you're walking through the forest in one part of Skyrim, it's pretty much cut and paste from the other side of Skyrim. Okay. But, yeah, fair I don't know, that's just my kind of... That's a different criticism I should get into, but... Um, well, it'd be interesting, like, to play... Because have you played Oblivion or you played, like, Morrowind, yeah, are those games the same? Because, I mean, I realize Skyrim is a big... It, it's the northern part of the continent, and it's all snowy. Yeah. And eventually, I mean, you can only make snow textures look so different, right? So are those other games, like, more diverse? I think so. Like, there's an actual, like, uh, rocky coast and stuff with... Uh, okay. So it could just, again, be the limitation of the setting. I guess so. But I, I just think if you're going to make an open world where people have to spend hundreds of hours in, why would it be so blech? When you could go this route, where every, around every corner you don't really, around every single hill or on top of every mountain, you don't know what you're going to get. It makes that uh, that act of exploring a lot more thrilling, in my books. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. yeah, I had really nothing. I don't think I have any stories, like crazy stories of exploring anything. I did run into the Goron Brothers at this spring up in like the north east corner to get to one of the shrines and you have to uh, climb up this hill or climb up this slope as fast as you can to prove that you're ready to be one of the Goron brothers to get access to the shrine. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I did find a couple shrines that had uh, so much like the fighting the dragon had kind of almost like a special clause to get into them. So again, as as I was trying to quest and get the master sword, I did a lot of kind of the getting in the shrines. Any of the shrines... Oh, the one thing I was going to talk about was... Speaking of how big and open the world is... Have you ever found a star fragment? So a star fragment, Mm -hmm. randomly, there's just... There's just meteors that will crash into that world. And there's like a giant glowing light in the distance. And sometimes they're really far away. Uh, Typically, I'm like, well, if it's over there... I have all the shrines unlocked. Or I have all the the maps unlocked. So I can like get around the world fairly easily fast traveling and then there's still that light and if you make your way to the light it's something called a star fragment which is again needed to upgrade your equipment so oh cool yeah and it's sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say should uh we should actually probably get into the whole equipment because after playing this for after being the first kind of dungeon i should say you actually you start to kind of unlock some legendary weapons which is pretty sweet yeah, uh, so uh, speaking of just that, if, I guess at this point we've kind of just talked like very generically, if you haven't played the game or planning to play the game, maybe stop at this point because I probably will spoil a couple things. Yeah. And if you're okay with some spoilers, so I think we can talk spoilers now. Uh, first half of the podcast, uh, it's fine, this half, and maybe even uh, spoilers. Okay. Spoilers, spoilers. So, if you're actually following the actual mission, you leave the first area, you want to go talk to uh, Impa, she sends you to go talk to the researchers uh, to unlock your Sheikin stone or something? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, Are you, honestly, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, and then you go back, and they say, "Hey, go back to Impa because you might learn more about your memories." Well, you go to Impa, and she says, "Oh, well, you have these twelve memories that still need to be unlocked." Uh, all you get is a picture, so it's just a picture of the uh, of the areas. A couple are easy to figure out. I think the first uh, six are pretty easy. Like you look at them, and you're like, "Oh, I know exactly where that is." You go to the area, you press A, all of a sudden Link's like, <gasps> and there's a cutscene that plays uh, between Zelda, the four guardians, and yourself, and it's gotcha. a, kind of the the backstory. So if, if, if you haven't done the memories yet, I won't wreck it too much for you, uh, but the very first, let's say the first memory is at one of the lakes, and it goes to uh, them standing around and her knighting you, hmm. and everyone's kind of standing around, and they're like, hmm, yeah. I don't I don't know if I trust this link like they say he's supposed to have the blood of the hero in his lines or he's supposed to have uh, in his family but I, I don't really trust him and they're like but he's his only choice and it's like really I think Zelda's more uh, upset about her shortcomings and then you just kind of snap back into it and you're like oh oh wow hmm. so there's kind of a better backstory I think it was very well done I know lots of people talked about how the relationship between Link and Zelda were so fleshed out and uh, Skyward Sword and oh, it was so great. This is like an actual story and character development in a Zelda game, these memories. Hmm. That's, a, yeah. that's a change. So that's actually... They're, yeah, they're like definitely worth playing uh, before you do too much. At least yeah. do one memory. Because yeah. once you do one memory, you go back to Impa and she says, oh... Well, now that you're starting to remember, I guess I can give you this cloth that Zelda left, and you get the hero tunic. Or the oh, champion cool. tunic. So, you know the tunic he has in all the cover art? Yeah. You get that armor. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Uh, it upgrades, and it kicks ass. It's super strong. It's, like, overpowered. Uh, you need the Farouche horn, so that's the big green dragon by the waterfalls, uh, to upgrade it a second time. I don't know how to upgrade it the third time. I still need to find that other fairy fountain. But it has, like, 15 defense, plus it shows enemies health. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm. So if you use that, say, with sneaking equipment and you're sneaking somewhere, it shows you where all the enemies are in a room, in a dungeon, uh, around corners, because the health bars are everywhere. So it definitely... It helps, like, flush out the game a little bit more. So that would be my advice is do one memory, get the tunic... Uh, and then you could you don't have to do the rest of the memories right now if you want to wait. Like I would say, do one, but it's kind of addicting doing the little treasure hunt and trying to find them all. Yeah. Well, no, I think um, I'm the I'm the type of person where I, like if you're going to do the memories, you might as well do yeah majority of the ones that you can get done. But there's obviously there'll be ones that like um, I haven't been to the Goron City yet, so like I'm sure there's one in the Goron City, so probably like. When I'm there, hopefully I can like line everything up so I can do that next one, then go to the yeah. next village or whatever. So um, it's definitely something you want to consider if you're trying to just part. It's add, added to the to do list. In this yeah, game. There, there, there's a couple that you like. I don't know how you'd figure them out. I guess you'd have to be really into exploring. But there's one where you're like on the walkway of a tower in the Hyrule Castle. So mm-hmm. as I was unlocking the memories, I actually had to venture into the Hyrule Castle, so I kind of know what I'm in for. <sighs> it's a real motherfucker, let's put it that way. Really? Y- y- well, this is just Guardians. 
Guardians literally everywhere. Hmm. They fly. They're on the ground. They're on the walls. They're you get shot a lot. Fair enough. So yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt. But again, uh, I don't think you get anything. I don't know if you get anything special for unlocking all the memories, other than you just kind of get that fleshed-out backstory. And again, you get character development from Zelda and the King and Z- and Link and the other Guardians, and you're like, oh, that's neat. First, hey, first Zelda game with actual story uh, character development. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> well, and it's nice to do it before you go and you start fighting the Divine Beasts because I did I fought uh, the did the Zora part of the game before the memories, yeah. and I didn't really understand what was going on between the Zora champion girl and myself. Whereas the memories flush all that out a little bit. Yeah, and I that makes a lot more sense. It's like reading the prologue to a book you're gonna want to know what happened before to kind of set up the story so yeah. getting the memories is just filling that in so mm-hmm. yeah cool. uh so, so the last couple you might have to use a guide for which is what i had to do uh that's all i had and then i was just want to kind of quickly talk about uh the zora divine beast okay yeah varuta or whatever the heck his name is mm-hmm uh, so I, this actually, it's kind of neat because the way the game, if you go to Kakariko first, let's say you follow along with the game, you get to Kakariko Village. Uh, when you leave Kakariko Village out into the swampland, a Zora will at some point come up to you and say, hey, you should uh, head up to the Zora domain. We're looking for a Hylian to uh, help us on this mission. So it, the game kind of like pushes you that way. Mm-hmm. So it's neat because that's supposed to be the very first kind of first main divine beast you fight and I was like it's kind of nice how the game kind of like funnels you in that direction I actually ended up going there just on my own free will not because Navi was telling me to go check it out yeah and if you're like nah screw that I'm busy I gotta go check this shit out over here you totally can do that like there's not a do this or you cannot progress kind of scenario it just kind of recommended that you know you do the Zoro one first because it just so happens to be the closest one to the Kakariku village where they send you um, and it seems to be a little bit easier and it kind of gets you I would say it, it helps develop a lot of your skills for like just like simple like the arrow battle like there's an actual um, I mentioned it earlier but you need a ton of arrows because the one battle to get into the dungeon like there's an actual like little mini boss kind of thing going on is you need a ton of arrows just because there's a multiple, multiple stage battle. And it's really kind of well done, but it gets you used to the whole, like, bow and arrows. So if you aren't good at it, this is the time to fail 50 times and then practice, and then you're good at it. So Yeah. So should we get into going through, like, the whole, like, kind of dungeon in itself? Uh, The only thing I wanted to touch on is just the way up. There are these cool... uh, like tablets on the side of the walls as you're kind of walking up to the Zoro's domain that tell of the legend of Princess Ruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's six of them. I only found about four of them. I didn't look into that, but I kind of like that the lore is kind of etched into the world. Uh, I haven't looked really. I'm gonna. I want to beat the game before I go into it. But kind of where does this game fit on the timeline? It's kind of a neat lore base right so it's obviously princess ruto existed in this world and she was a big deal so it's obviously after ocarina of time but i'm like does it come before a different game is it an after i I, i'm curious yeah i'm I'm not 100 percent sure but i've heard 
um, a couple people talk, and they said that it has, like, either this comes before or after Skyward Sword, but there's something about this and Skyward Sword are really linked together. So, like, whether uh, Skyward Sword leads into this... Well, Skyward Sword, I think, is, like, the it's one of the first games, like, on the timeline, and then it, that, that eventually will lead to Ocarina? Oh, okay. So it's just what ending does of Ocarina does it follow? Yeah, is it the you die or the you get sent back? Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like that's just kind of interesting lore there, and I, and I guess if that's what it, so that's the only thing I wanted to touch on. Kind of oh, and it was really wet because uh, for some reason the divine beast is it making it rain? Is that what's going on? Yes, it's be it's a it's an elephant, it's a giant elephant, and basically it's in the middle of a giant lake. So its trunk is constantly shooting water into the air, and I'm thinking that basically it shoots so much water into the air that it's kind of making it constantly just rain and then when you go into the actual dungeon it kind of like goes it's no longer in like rage mode or whatever where it's just making it rain at least i that's kind of what i picked up on yeah yeah no because that makes because there's the the you unlock with your sheik and stone kind of the warp point in and out of the dungeon Uh, and then yeah it's kind of calmer out there yeah yeah and then i think like kind of as you're kind of controlling the the, the trunk, which is a big key part of that game, or that that So, uh, both of us had that experience. So, let's talk before you can even do that. So, you get into the dungeon, there's Calamity. Uh, so, Calamity Ooze is just this kind of black guck, usually with eyeballs, that will, like, spit out little heads at you. Hit the eyeballs, yeah. it dies. Me, me and Tyson both, because uh, we had talked about this before, walked around the whole dungeon. Uh, you unlock, I think we unlock one. It says, get to the map console. Uh, then you can unlock the other five consoles. So I found a console. We unlocked it. Perfect. And then you kind of run around and you get to a dead end. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. So what you're supposed to do is there's the map consoles behind a gate that you need to use the Christos. Make an ice yes. block. Go turn on the map. And then once you have the map, then you can actually kind of use explore the dungeon. That's when you get to control the trunk. Yes. And then once you have that power, you can basically finish the dungeon. But there's a lot more like little terminals and little puzzles to solve along the way. And I totally missed the whole gate thing until like Nick mentioned using the ice block, and I was like, oh, of course. That's half hour. That's literally how you get the freaking. That's how you like as soon as you get the ice block, it's one of the first things they teach you is like put it under there and shoot it up. I don't know why my brain just forgot about that, but. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Uh, though the same thing happened to me, uh, and like I half an hour, I was walking around, and I was like, you know what? I'll shut it off. I'll try again. Maybe I missed something. Maybe the game like re- froze or something. Nothing. Yeah. Looked it up online, and I was like, oh, gotcha. When you have the map console, so the big concept of this is when you're inside the uh, the divine beasts with your uh, tablet, cheek and stone you can control something about it. So with this one, you control where his trunk is, and the trunk is always squirting water. So if you arch it back towards him, the water will actually shoot into the dungeon, which makes water wheels spin, which will change other things in the dungeon, right? So it might allow you access to a different console. Uh, It might allow you to get to a different area you couldn't access before. It might put out a fire that you can get to a treasure chest. Uh, So that's kind of the main puzzle-solving mechanic on this one. Yes, and they they do actually try to hint at what what's happening here because like 
there's all this flowing water. Like you kind of come in after you get your first uh, first terminal, you get the map, and you get your second terminal. And then you kind of go into this second area, and there's like a spinning wheel with water. And you look to your right, and there's another giant version of that wheel, but no water. And yes. what you're supposed to put two and two together is running water will turn the wheel. You have control of the hose or the trunk, which shoots water. So theoretically, you should be able to control that that gear. I didn't know any of this to beforehand, so I actually literally explored everywhere, and I got to like the top part where, on top of like the the bigger wheel, I I even got to like the gated off section. So. I, I was all over the place, and I didn't solve a single freaking puzzle until I actually picked up a guide. So sometimes oh, yeah. banging yeah. your head against the wall is yeah, just no, a bad and, idea. Oh, I, I, I feel you. I, I was the exact same way, uh, except I kind of got, in, got into the habit. Of, once I had the web page opened on my phone, it was almost kind of like tempting yeah. me, and I was like, hey, Mac, uh, uh, you haven't used a guide in this game yet. Why don't you uh, read about me? So I ended up basically doing this dungeon the guide which i'm a little regretting because the other parts of the game that i've played that i haven't used a dungeon or guide on it's fairly rewarding you know figuring out a dungeon for yourself you feel kind of smart it's it's been for kids it's not you know the end of the world it's not uh it's not an iphone game that you know it's trying to suck quarters out of your pocket or you just a pay to play it's very beatable you know if you give it a chance you can figure it out so i was like ah crap i won't get to experience that one again but i still have one more full dungeon that I, you know, I can experience. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, once you've done that, though, you unlock the five consoles. You're then allowed to go to the main terminal or something, mm-hmm. which typically in this game is looking like big plants almost. So you do that, and then uh, Clamity Clem- Ganon will come out in what, some type of form. Like He's like water form or water something. Water blight? Right? Is it like a water, wa- water blight? Oh, it's blight that's what it is because so right. there's like an air blight yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Tyson was saying from the spoiler from earlier first stage I think you just run up and slash him right yeah well he has this giant spear that if like you're far enough away from him he'll throw it at you and basically just wreck your day unless you can dodge it and if you can um. dodge it either left or right or even jumping forward then you can have the opportunity for fury swipe, swipes and basically you can if you hit off all your fury swipes, you'll kind of knock him on his, on his ass, and then you can just kind of finish off his first form. And then for his second form, he basically rises up four platforms, and the rest of it fills it with water. So you can't, like, run around, and you're very limited to only staying on those platforms. And to get into the dungeon, there's a, an ice puzzle where these ice blocks will come shooting at you, and you have to shoot each one of them, and then shoot the then you have to kind of like shoot these like red spots with the arrow with the Zor- one of the Zoras helps you so it's, a, it's kind of like a rail shooter but it's, yeah. it kind of hints at like when he's shooting the ice blocks in his second form at you you're supposed to shoot him with the arrow and I was like trying to use everything else because I didn't have any really all that many arrows and then I was like ah fuck it just used all my used all my special arrows and I just finished them off but so that sucked, but at least he's dead, so. Yeah, good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, no problems with that. Like Tyson alluded to, when you were done, you go back, talk to the king, uh, Zora, you talk to the prince, and you get the spear, the champion spear, which was 
the, the girl. The scale trident. Tri- yeah. yeah, the champion. So was this girl, apparently you guys had a thing. You guys kind of grew up together and you were friends. You had a thing going. Uh, and, and she kind of wanted you to have this. If you ever returned, was her her trident which again is an unbreakable weapon similar to the master sword Mm -hmm. you'll always have it as you use it it just runs out of juice and it just needs to recharge super nice to have some type of equipment though that you know just doesn't break and you don't feel bad because you're like well i'm wasting it on nobody did you get all the zora armor for this one or did you just get the tunic i want to say i just got the tunic yeah so with the tunic Um, you can climb waterfalls waterfalls yeah uh, I don't know. I've, I think I've seen somewhere. Maybe I was watching something else, but I really thought you could get a hat as well as pants to kind of f- complete the outfit, which maybe makes you climb up waterfalls faster, gives you more uh, air on the other side. Because I know most outfits come in three, so I don't know if that's just... I only got the tunic as well. Yeah, see, I don't remember for sure, but I didn't really spend all that much time talking to everybody but I, I I have a sneaking suspicion that if you talk to everybody in the Zoro world, they probably would have hinted at where you'd find the rest of the uh, the stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, so that's mm-hmm. one divine beast done. Uh, majority of the world explored, talked about. I I was hoping I was actually waiting for this podcast. Maybe the next one. No, maybe I think I know what the next one is. But uh, but I'm gonna start picking up and playing it again, kind of working towards the ending. So I'm really excited. Glad to get this one out of the way. Uh, maybe have some crazy adventures with a horse on a mountain again. Be a good time. <laughs> Always a fun time when you're stuck up the mountain with a horse. I no, I do have a note from the other one, and I, I'm curious. Like I, if anyone listens to this and has played the game, Tyson, if you know about this, tell me about some mini games that you I can play because. I have not found any video game or any mini games and I'm really struggling to find like really cool mini games to play that get me better equipment, better items. So if you guys know about any, let me know. Yeah, I don't know of any minus that one that that one gambling game that you said that you can play, but really I don't know of any to be honest. Yeah, so I'm going to explore and just like talk to people and go into like different houses and stuff and see what I can find, so because there's got to be something. There's got to be, like, the world is really cool, but it's almost like the villages are non-existent. Yeah, or the villages aren't that interesting. Like, I find even in the shops. Like, have you found... How do you find the shops in this game? I find that they're, Very. like, just random. Like, some random guy will just be selling stuff uh-huh. on the side of the here's, road. Here's some arrows. Here's some wheat. Yeah. And I also have these these flowers. And I'm like, why? Yeah, well, who do you buy this stuff from? Or there's there's a couple shops that sell just like armor and everything, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Yeah, very very weird. But uh, still having fun playing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's a. Uh, it was nice to finally beat that one dungeon that I was stuck on, so I could kind of get back into just enjoying exploring the world. It's just it's all just a matter of time. I uh, I have a, a nice fifty minute bus ride there. Uh, to work nice. every single day, so one day nice. when I'm feeling more comfortable, I'll just bring start bringing it to work. That's oh, sweet. Yeah, my plan is I think I'm gonna try and beat the game, wrap it, uh, kind of this playthrough, and then I'm gonna get a guide and try, kind of get more in depth with the crafting and maybe like the adventuring. And obviously, there's things I'm missing because I've been all over the world and I'm looking at maps where shrines are, and there's literally 
shrines every single where. So mm-hmm. I'm missing something. Uh, I'm interested to kind of look at, maybe read into it a little bit, figure out what, what what's going on. Where are these shrines that I keep missing? Yeah, and it'd be neat to grab the, like, I would actually recommend or probably ordering the uh, the guide right now just so you could put it aside. Just because I know that there once once games kind of are like after six months, they're hard as heck to find those freaking uh, those guidebooks for. So okay, interesting. Uh, my only yeah, my only thought is uh, I'm kind of holding off because uh, I'm thinking there's probably lots of EB games because I know they were pushing them hard when they first came out. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a stack sitting in an EB game somewhere. That's fair. And yeah. if they don't sell, then they get discounted down to like five bucks. So yeah. Um, yep. I'm just looking. And at there's always on, good old Amazon. Amazon. I know. I was just looking yeah. there, and there's actually two of them. There's like a regular edition that's a hardcover too. Yeah. And then there's an actual like limited edition, but there's supposed to be a paperback. So okay, interesting. Yeah, paperback's only like twenty bucks, so not too bad. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I love Amazon shopping, so here I come. All right. Well, uh, that was it for this episode of Breath of the Wild Chronicles. Unless you got anything else? No, that's about it. Cool. All right. I'll we'll uh, see you guys next time. Maybe we'll make a legend. <laughs> I don't know. You got any? We got a better outro than that. No idea. <laughs> None keep at on all. Zeldaing. Yeah. Keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking. Bye, guys. See ya.